Growing up in northern Ontario, Tammy Valiers says she had a beautiful home life, but struggled in the school system. As a matter of fact, it wasn't until she aced some college and university programs that she realized that she could even learn. And I started to think, okay, so I'm not, I'm very capable of learning. Um, so what's, what's the block? And when I start to understand, I need to see and understand the big picture. Um, and most schools teach you from the small details to the big picture. I just learned the reverse. And when I, what, all you needed to do with anything with me was show me the big picture of where it is you wanted me to go and then hand me the details, change my life, transform me. Tammy is now a kindergarten teacher and has developed a unique program called Oliver's Corner. And it's all about master students and master teachers. When you expect good things to happen, good things happen. And when you expect bad things to happen, bad things happen. So when you see children as incredible, as smart, as brilliant, as capable, as resourceful, as creative, that's who shows up. Tammy was a co-ambassador for Winspiration Day in Toronto last spring, an international movement which aims to bring people together for positive change. Tammy is also a writer and has co-written, among other titles, a book called Awaken Your Inner Hero, featuring the stories of 100 kid heroes across Canada. In the book, Tammy talks about a little girl who attended her school in southwestern Ontario. She was uh, in grade four and she goes out in her backyard and picks up a virus, attacks her central nervous system and made her quadriplegic overnight. And this little girl was not concerned about herself. She was concerned about everybody else. And on her grade eight, um, graduation was coming up. And I said to her, Caitlin, if you had one wish, one wish, what could we, what would, you, what would it be? And she said to grant other children their wishes. And I thought, who are you? On this episode of Run It Like a Girl, Tammy talks more about the unique kindergarten program she runs and how organic living has led her to a gentle, low-stress, peaceful lifestyle. Tammy Valiers on this episode of Run It Like a Girl. We're in Woodstock today where we're talking to Tammy V, a teacher, photographer, international bestseller, interior designer, and entrepreneur. Thank you so much for welcoming us into your home today and agreeing to be on an episode. We're very happy to have you here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's, it's a real pleasure and it's so exciting. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yay. So let's just get started. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from, your experiences, and then uh, really get into what you do. Uh, because it seems to me like like you do quite a bit. I do do a lot. <laughs> so I grew up in Northern Ontario, um, had a really beautiful home life, uh, very organic, uh, fishing, um, camping, very free childhood. But I struggled in the school system, to be honest. Um, it didn't really suit the way I learned. And so my self-esteem, self-worth and, and things and trying to figure out who I really was and where I fit in and what I was going to um, become when I was older was not easy for me. I always loved being with children. I was always helping out in the, with the teachers, um, but I didn't feel smart enough. Um, and that was just because I was, now I realize as a teacher now that I'm a visual spatial learner and on the spectrum of dyslexic. So when I didn't really know how I learned, it was, it was, um, a learning curve for me. 
So I didn't really enjoy the school system in that sense. And I was always looking to explore my artistic side, the other stuff that I was really good at. So when did you finally discover how, how you learn and what did it do for your confidence when you finally figured that out? That was powerful. It was um, through college, actually. Um, my mom had to help me quite a lot through my academic scholar or years growing up as a, as a youth. Um, and when I went into school, I went into social work because I always had the desire to help people. And I was very good at it at a very young age, um, unusually good at it. Parents would say, I would be babysitting and they would say, you have better control and better relationships with my children than I do. So I always knew that about myself. And when I went into um, social work, I had too hard of a time there because I'm very sensitive. And so I decided that wasn't the place for me. And I decided to just go into general arts. And when I took psychology was actually my big eye opener. I was at 96% um, in, in psychology. And my uh, professor had asked me to tutor. And I thought, wow, me, tutor, do you not know that I struggle with learning? And school is hard for me. And, you know, it was unbelievable. It just, it was like a fish in the water. I just came alive. And so I realized I was really good at psychology. And I went into early childhood education and I was straight A's across the board. And then when I went into psychology and university, I th was thriving. Um, and I started to think, okay, so I'm not... I'm very capable of learning. Um, so what's what's the block? And when I start to understand, I need to see and understand the big picture. Um, and most schools teach you from the small details to the big picture. I just learned the reverse. And when I what all you needed to do with anything with me was show me the big picture of where it is you wanted me to go, and then hand me the details, change my life, transform me. So that's pretty interesting. So I imagine that you bring that into the way you educate your students. Uh, you know, when we talked on our pre-call, you told me a story that I would love for you to share here about how you educate through storytelling and what you do within your own classroom. Absolutely. So the art of storytelling is very powerful because it grounds children. It gives all of us love storytelling, right? From the beginning of time, stories have been um, always used to help to educate. And so what I love about storytelling is the fact that it gives you the big picture and then you can fill in the details afterwards. So, um, as you were saying, um, when I started to think about how to teach children and I started to move into the classroom, kids that typically had struggled in school were all of a sudden awakening. When I look at things, you know, we're all born amazing. We're all born perfect. We're all born geniuses. And I love what um, Einstein says, you know, for a fair examination, everybody climb the tree. Well, that's not fair, right? Because the fish is not going to do as well as the monkey or the elephant or the wolf. Um, and I started to really study animal school. And there's a really incredible video that I, I shared um, that I was I seen over the course of my years of teaching. And it was really powerful. We are all geniuses at different things. When we see the fish in the water, their genius at their superpowers and super strengths is swimming. And the bird's superpower and strength is flying. And the um, lion's is um, walking and being in charge of the jungle and leadership. So we all have different strengths. So what would happen if we asked the fish to climb? We're, we're setting them up to fail. And so 
I started to really look at animal school and thought, okay, I'm going to introduce a new animal master teacher each month. So we started with an, them being an expert. So for example, um, we start with Maggie Monkey, and she's extraordinary at um, exercise because she's in the jungle and she loves to move her body. And so we we learn how moving our body helps us to stay healthy. What a truly engaging and meaningful way to run your classroom. You were involved in uh, the Toronto events for the international movement called Winspiration Day. Tell us a little bit about uh, what Winspiration Toronto is and how you got involved. Yeah, wonderful. So um, for me, it, uh, a while back, I had had some major health issues um, about 15 years ago, and I started to become really involved in health and wellness. So I ended up connecting um, with Dream Builders, and one Dream Builder ended up sending me a message through Facebook saying, do you want to be part um, of a natural health revolution with Bob Proctor and Linda Proctor? And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be incredible. I love the Proct uh, Proctors and all that they're doing um, with positive um um, mindsets and, and with community. And so I ended up getting involved with Zija International, which is the natural health revolution. And they actually came and did a conference in Toronto. And Wolfgang is actually one of the team leaders. So he came all the way from Germany and Switzerland to Toronto. And I was um, going to the washroom and we ended up talking and he told me about this incredible event, Winspiration Day. And I started to realize the caliber of people that were involved and, and networking together. And exactly what you're talking to is that there's so many people who are starting to come together and really want to ch make a shift and change in the way we eat, the way we think, and the way we collaborate with one another to a, a place of oneness. And so Wolfgang had, uh, in 2002, he decided there needs to be more positivity in the world because we gather, we listen to the news all the time and it's inundated with so much negativity. And there's very rare opportunities where we get to hear and celebrate positive things. So he wanted to create an, a, a day called Winspiration Day where everybody in the world is focused on something that lifts them up, inspires them. So this year's theme is empowerment. So we're all getting together around the world. We're hoping for over a million people to gather. Um, and there's going to be uh, free um, workshop um, uh, audios and, and empowerment all talking, all people around the world, leaders, teachers, educators, influencers around the world, over 90 speakers talking about empowerment. So is this an annual uh, thing that happens? Yes. Yeah, so um, in 2016, he asked Bob Proctor to help him make this a global initiative because he was doing it more in Germany and Europe. And that's what's happened. And so now we're in Vancouver, Toronto, Washington, D.C., ambassadors all around the world so it's really exciting to be invited and be part of this and and jenny is as well involved with that and susan housen and jb owens which is really incredible women um doing great things in the world as well you mentioned that you like to live organically and i'd love to know what living organically means to you Oh, wonderful. I love that question. So for me, again, the school system, a lot of people live their lives um, under a system, right? They Goals, timelines, timeframes, agendas. 
I don't live my life that way. I've moved away from that. Even when I show up into the classroom, um, I write my day plans after after I've delivered my program. So I'll have my intentions, my book, my story, but I move with the flow of the children. I move with the conversation. I move um, even with my, my own life. And we were talking about Winspiration Day. How does that look and sound? I'm not fully sure because I don't put it, it under such a structured um, um, time zone and expectation that everybody has is is planned for that you can allow for the natural things. And so it can be shifted or changed in any given moment. So the reason why I was able to do this podcast so quick and easy and organically is because yeah, I, you know, I, I checked in, I thought, you know, this sounds wonderful. It's exactly what I would like to do and let's go for it. And and I don't stay, even my dental appointments, I try my massage appointments, the way I eat organically or anything. It's, it's more what I feel like in the moment. I'm really living in the power of now. And so relationships, what makes sense in the morning might not make sense in the evening. I've had friendships that have lasted for so long and then we just grew apart. And instead of getting angry and upset over it, I just allow it to change because as we change as people and interests, it just allows it. And it doesn't have to be ugly. It doesn't have to be bad. We don't have to blame or use judgment. Um, and it, it, I'll tell you, it is so gentle living. I am at peace. It doesn't matter if you were to say to me today, oh, Tammy, we, the podcast, you know, we, we, something came up. Okay. I'm all dressed. I would just make, make use of that. I got all dressed up today and I go to a movie and dinner and it would, but I think when we, we get very set on having to date somebody or be married to someone forever or a friendship that, that, that falls away and it's our reaction to it. If we can just allow right? Allow, like they talk about that willow tree, allow the winds to come in and just flow and go with the flow or, or following that, that river and that current and allowing it. You're not set on going to that little Island or meeting that person. And then you have a reaction to it and you're so angry and you're so upset or your feelings are so hurt. It's our emotions that actually rob us of our peace. And I see friends or family members that that get very upset or very reactive if it, things don't go their way, if the weather doesn't go their way. And they're always um, in that place of it, it almost, I call it the burglar that robs them of their peace, right? Because they had a set agenda and life is meant to be organic. We, we can't prepare for things like yesterday, our roof almost blew off because of the, 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 the storms. But again, you don't know. So there, there was upset. You have to redirect yourself. And then I always look at it as what's going to come of this. Like if, if when life throws you that curveball and takes you on a different path, I always think, okay, how is this happening for me, not to me? And how is this going to be an opportunity to maybe meet somewhere or go and see something that I didn't have planned or on my agenda? And I always believe that there's something bigger than me um, that is, and I, and I give, allow the trust in that bigger source of that there's something that knows better than I do where I need to be or go or who needs to be in my life or not in my life. Um, because I can only see so far in front of me. Uh, so I love that. I love trusting in something bigger than myself because then I can just relax and, into it and say, okay, because <laughs> you can't control it anyhow. So the only thing you can control is your emotions and how you re react or respond to it. So it allows you to be present. Absolutely. Be in the of what it is that you're 
And that's actually how I discovered master teachers, master students, and all this hero program with the kids because we were co-creating. It wasn't me going in and telling them what to do. They weren't just passive learners sitting there being spoken at. We started to co-create. So what started to happen is now in kindergarten, I've got over 26 master teachers, all these stuffies from home that show up and they're like, you need to see, this is my master teacher. And I'm always so excited. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to see what your master teacher is going to teach and 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 share with us today. And they get to be a voice. They get to share with what they know. And I am blown away at some of the stuff that they come up with. It just has, I wouldn't want to teach any other way or live any other way. Now you co-authored a book called Dreaming Big and Being Bold, which is an international bestseller. Can you tell a little bit about that, how it came together and just what it is? Yeah, it's wonderful. Paula Morand um, is, and, um, was had invited me into um, to be part of this book series and there's actually going to be six in total series and um, it's a really wonderful opportunity for visionaries change makers and um, to come together and when we all come together as entrepreneurs and share our stories of how we did how we were dreaming big and being bold in our lives it, it, it motivates and inspires other people to want to make those big changes in their life and to start dreaming big. How can you um, do this and, and expand your life in a bigger way? And that's actually how I met Jenny Fitz, um, which was uh, she had Femme International and I had my program called Compassionate Crew. And so it actually led us into um, working together for our new book that called Awaken Your Inner Hero. So right now we're working with Susan Housen, Jenny Fitz and I, and we were looking for a hundred kid heroes and mentors across Canada. And we started off with just the idea and we didn't know all the details or have all the people of how this was going to unfold and where it was going to go in the end. And then just everything showed up, the right people, the right kids, the right mentors. And it's really, really been incredible. And my chapter, it's called um, Big Dreams, Little Dreamers. And I talk about a young girl, Caitlin Hans, in my story from my um, school in Delhi. Her story was really... Um, earth changing, uh, really incredible. She was uh, in grade four and she goes out in her backyard and picks up a virus, attacks her central nervous system and made her quadriplegic overnight. And this little girl was not concerned about herself. She was concerned about everybody else in, in the intensive room care. She just, I don't know who she is or what kind of a big spirit she is, but she's really remarkable. And my program, Compassionate Crew, was actually there as an assembly program in the schools when she came back to the, from Children's Sick Kids in Toronto. And I really loved this little girl and I wanted to do anything I could to help her as a faith ambassador for the school as well. And on her grade eight um, graduation was coming up and I said to her, Caitlin, if you had one wish, one wish what could we what would what would it be and she said to grant other children their wishes and I thought who are you like it just took my breath away here's this little girl she couldn't even feed herself she's in a wheelchair she had no mobility and yet she wanted to give her wish to other children and so I had been at uh, another event that Paula was running um 
um, in London and I got to meet Lee and Lee is can known as Canada's first bionic man. And he was a boxer and he was hit by a hit and run. And at 25, he had such a great physique that they asked him to be part of Canada's first uh, stem cell research in Switzerland. He went there and he's actually working with, um, uh, Christopher Reeves neurologist and he actually has bionic legs so knowing Caitlin and her situation and knowing Lee we thought oh my goodness what an incredible opportunity to put people together that could really mentor one another I mean Lee had so much experience and connections with all this advancement in science and technology and Caitlin was coming up that that trail um, and so we thought wow what an incredible book right because we all need mentors we all have great things and wonderful things that we want to do in this world and kids can't do it alone. But as I started to really champion and see the brilliance in children and then see these extraordinary kids that are doing great and wonderful things around the world, I thought, wow, this opportunity to create this mentorship would be phenomenal. And that's how the book started to just grow. We started to um, contact a young girl, uh, Autumn, who's doing, um, who's indigenous and she's doing incredible work with um, the water. She's um, working with the United Nations, Severin Suzuki, David Suzuki. She's in Nelson's um, literacy book. They're going to be reading about her. She was, uh, she's up for a Nobel Peace Prize and won a Governor General's Award. She's part of our book. And we were looking at these kids like, how are they doing such incredible and strong, courageous things? And we looked at the leadership and the mentors that were in their life. They can't do it alone. And we also thought, how can we inspire children, other children, to do even a morsel of what they're doing? So we thought, let's make a book where it's, it's all about them. And it's about these incredible kids and asking them about their journey and, and diving in and what that looks and sounds like and how they got there. And so one of our great admirers is, is um, Craig Kilberger because he was 12 years old when he, and he now has the largest Free the uh, Children organization in the world. And Me Too is doing so many extraordinary things. And he was 12. And when we actually asked Severin Suzuki um, because she's working with a couple of the youth in our book for a forward. She was incredible. She said, you know, the most work that I was most influential in my life and still is very prevalent and um, spoken and talked about and watched today is when I was 12 years old and I went to the United Nations. So we started to think, well, you know, here's a, there's a trend here. And what she talked to is that children are in their heart. They're not, they don't have a political agenda. They don't have a financial, you know, goal to hit. They're doing it because they know it's good and it's right and they're pure of heart. And so when you can get these children, not adults, right? Like the starfish story, these children who want to do good in the world, they are so inspiring and so motivational for the rest of us and the adults too. It's really amazing. Tammy, thank you for bringing us into your home today and sharing your stories. It's been such a joy listening to you, and I cannot wait for our listeners to have the chance to hear this episode. Oh, I thank you. And I just want to end it the way I always end it is the world needs our hero, not our victim. And the hero in me sees the hero in each of you and everyone around the world. I know it's inside of us, and that's the one thing I know for sure. So, so speak and, and, and be the hero that you are all, we are all meant to be. Thank you for everything. Run It Like a Girl is hosted by Bonnie Moak. Brian Long is the producer. Web design and technical assistance provided by Dan Moak. 
and music courtesy of the talented Brooklyn Gillichuk. On the next episode of Run It Like a Girl, Cheryl Hebert is an authentic leadership facilitator and wellness and personal growth expert. She talks about what it means to be an authentic leader, the importance of mentorship, and understanding the role organizations can take to support the mental health of their employees. Cheryl Hebert, on the next episode of Run It Like a Girl.